Sports at 590 the band. Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning. Snowing, sort of. Yeah. It's kind of a brutal drive-in today. Should have given you this earlier. PSA to everyone out there. I'm in a mood today, okay? So just, like, let that inform the next three hours. Let that have informed your last 20 minutes. Good morning, Benny. And, yeah, I don't like the snow. I had to dust off not only my car, but my wife had to get on the move this morning. So, you know, like, good husband. Had to dust off two cars before oh, five yeah. in the morning. Oh, no, this. Like, and I'm, I'm doing the hey, pantomime hey. of, like, moving my One hand. One of them's a large SUV. So 30 I had, degrees. So I had to, like, even I, six foot four, my myself had to get up on like kind of like tippy toes to get up there so it's been you know like prayer thoughts oh, and prayers for me goodness. this morning yeah yeah pour, uh, pour one out for you please yeah it is it's not ideal out there uh it's Man, also the Leafs haven't played a game in ten thousand years that might be they're gonna to play tonight well. and we'll talk uh, about the toronto maple leafs and their general manager who did the media rounds yesterday there was some big news out of leafs camp the biggest news of the day i think it's safe to say uh here, uh, here. debatable hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's something we're going to start the show with uh, that is, I think, pretty impactful to the city of Toronto, but does not directly impact Correct. the Toronto sports teams. I am, of course, alluding to the fact that, yeah, just before midnight last night, it was uh, officially consummated, the Juan Soto trade to the New York Yankees, which is not ideal. It's not exactly what you want twofold, because I thought you made a great point yesterday, Brian. Thank you, Ben. A really good point. No, it's honestly one that I hadn't considered because I was all, I had my mind all set about, hey, what that April mm-hmm. uh, series against the Dodgers is going to look like if Shohei Otani's right. in Dodger blue and how there's going to be vitriol towards mm-hmm. him that he dragged us through this process and got our hopes up so to an unbelievable yep. uh, degree, a, a place that we never thought we'd get with, with the generational superstar that Shohei Otani, that he would be booed vociferously. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but what if they have Juan Soto? Yeah. Like, you know what? That's a good point. That's It's like, it's Takes not Shohei Otani, and, and it's only one year, but listen, I can make the argument that Soto would have been a better fit for this Blue Jays team, not just next year, mm-hmm. but if they signed, if they had signed him beyond. Right. If you're going to give him a kajillion dollars. He plays a position. He's not just a full-time mm-hmm. DH, and he's only 25 years old. Well, that's off the table now. No so, longer plausible. Here's where we're at. Mm-hmm. It's Shohei Otani. Or it's something very, very Tony disappointing. Kemp. Yeah, I, I mean, the the <laughs> joke I made is that it could be Tony Kemp, who's who plays a million positions, who hit like 200 last year and takes some walks, um, and is left-handed, but is not good. Like he's not good, and certainly they're going to add players that are better than Tony Kemp if they if they don't mm-hmm. land Shohei Otani. Even if they land Shohei Otani, there's still work to do yeah, on this team for sure. But the idea that Jeff Passan from a number of weeks ago said the Blue Jays are going to do something big this offseason. Mm-hmm. That's down to one guy by, by my calculations, unless you consider a Christian Yelich trade yep. of that ilk, which maybe. And Christian Yelich is fine. He's owed a quadrillion dollars for a zillion years. Um, but that's it. Like, this is it. It's, if it's not Shohei Otani, there's some great level of disappointment. Like there's, you can't even get your mind to a spot where, well, okay, right. It's not Otani, but it's Soto. And man, Soto might make more sense. It's Mm -hmm. over. And not only that, Soto's with the New York Yankees. Yeah. And even, you know, the, the bronze medal plan there of your man, Yimer Candelario, even he's off the table to the reds. I saw, saw Joel Sherman with that kind of late ish last, last night. The look, there's nothing else. I think if I'm going to 
you know, not that he needs me to do it for him. And, you know, maybe this isn't even the right term, but like if I'm going to defend Jeff Passan, you know, he would make the argument that uh, you you might not like it, but a bow or a Vlad trade would still be yeah, quite I, big. How do you get better with that? I don't, no, no, no. This, again, don't take this as me thinking that this is a big, Good thing. I just think that if oh, there I is see. a no, hey, no, like hey, hey, if, the, the Jays are going to do something big this offseason. They're going to trade everybody away no, for young pieces and rebuild. A, That's big. Well, if it, if there is a, I do think, and I, this isn't me thinking either of those things is going to happen. I think they're going to go into the season with both of those guys on the roster being key key parts of it. But I do think that there's a world where we talked about this with BNS yesterday, like the gut punch element of it. The the f- if they lose out on both, yeah, and they for sure like can confirm have lost out on Juan Soto. Don't think the Yankees, the Yankees are flipping. Yeah, him. they're rerouting him. They're like, I need, need, need <laughs> Kevin Biggio. I need him. This is the only way we could conceivably get him. I so that's not happening. The is there a way where they regroup and they think, all right, no bad ideas. Like brainstorming session, think outside the box, and that that is the kind of reset. I don't think that happens. That's the only thing left, though, because to your point, there's no name out there. I mean, yeah, you can go make a trade for a competent to great player in baseball. Mm -hmm. Happens pretty much every offseason. Guys that, if they're not in the AL East, we just don't talk about happening, right? Like, players of note move around all the time. You can make these trades, but nothing is going to be Otani. Nothing is going to be Soto. Nothing's going to even come close to that, and I think that you know, we'll all wait and see because, hey, like it should be said, the Blue Jays are exactly where they were yesterday on Shohei Otani, which is, who knows, yeah. one of the top two, we think. Top two, uh, here's, we, I mean, the reporting out of, out of the, the Shohei situation yesterday, final day of the Major League Baseball winter meetings, the most tangible thing we got was at least like some timeline, and I could have guessed this, and it, it, it's it's not exactly clear, but this is from John Morosi yesterday. Shohei Otani expected to decide on his free agent destination before the okay. end of the weekend. Correct me if I'm wrong, and like this isn't like I'm not throwing anything at Morosi here. Like love Morosi, we have him on the show all the time. Yeah, you better but, be careful. Okay. Did we not get similar reports heading into the winter meetings of Otani expected to sign around Na- not in Nashville? I, like, I don't remember he, seeing that. But he was I supposed to sign before okay, Nashville. The, I thought I'm not. Don't do not take this to the bank as uh, there were definitive reports mm-hmm. that Shohei. But I feel like we've seen. Oh, expect movement on Shohei this week. I expect. Is that what your coming, sources were saying? No, that's not what my sources were saying. I'm saying that you have with any sources. The, uh, no, my here cards on the table. Here's my source. I uh, leave this studio here and I go to bed and then I wake up to 5,000 messages from you and Jeff being like, did you hear Shohei? Yeah. Someone spotted him. Here's a picture of him. Like, like oh, your sources are, is you one and of, I'm one of, I'm one of your sources. You and Azo are my sources. Okay. Those are, that's it. Those are all my, my sources. I, I, I have people ask me like, if I know what's happening and I'm like, you could not be going to a less, <laughs> less good source on the matter. But we, and I think this is all part of it. And again, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this has been so much of drink, drinking. It's weird. It's felt like drinking through a fire hose, but we're really just getting like one drop of water every day because there's so much yeah. stuff being said because everyone's trying to cover all their bases. <laughs> but the actual info we're getting is very little. So I'm trying to remember. I do feel like we have heard 
not a concrete, nothing concrete, but a timeline of eh, maybe this week, maybe mm. next week. So yeah, like would I love for it to happen at some point in time soon? <laughs> God, yes. Do I have any faith that it will be wrapped up by the weekend? Why should I? Why should I? Or sorry, by the end of the weekend. Yeah, I fingers crossed. I I I do believe by Monday show we will have some definitive Shohei Otani decision. But to your point, if you could pick, I, would you want it like Sunday at 9.45 p.m.? Would that be like ideal no, for you? You want that, first lick? If it's not going to happen Friday. You want Sunday. Sunday is fine. I got to say, man, of, of, all the, of all the tweets and reports on the Shohei Otani thing, I, I saw the one that made me the most angry oh. uh, yesterday. Please give that to me. <laughs> Now, and, and now I'm in. And it's friend of the show, mm. uh, Ryan Dempster, who's is great Canadian. Uh, but I, I reference the most harrowing moment in Canadian baseball all the time when he somehow, some way, got out of the first inning against the Dominican in the WBC while giving up the hardest contact <laughs> in human history. <laughs> okay, now just as gird your loins if you're listening to this for the first time and you haven't seen this Ryan Dempster tweet <laughs> 16 hours ago. Just heard from an anonymous source that yeah. there is a secret team interested in Shohei Otani. Not yet sure if it is an AL or NL team, but rumor has it it is a team that hasn't been mentioned yet, but could be one of the teams that was. It's an ongoing development in a complex market. I if if that's a joke tweet, congratulations. Hilarious. I don't it's it's not. So you're gonna laugh at me. But didn't I did, – and now, again, if you don't remember this, that's fine. We've all said 300,000 things about Shohei Otani because for some reason he refuses to just pick a baseball team, even though there's no way he could possibly have any more information gleaned at this point in time. Anyways, did I not throw out the possibility of if secrecy was so important that it's like down to the final two, yeah. we think, and then, oh, look, oh, the Cubs come a-calling because we haven't heard boo about them. Boy, I wonder why Jed Hoyer was so mad. Like, yeah. wouldn't that, if if it came out Sunday night that, yeah, Otani, it was all smoke and mirrors and the trip to Dunedin was just to suss it out or to throw it off the scent and then he's a Cub, would anybody be, like, you wouldn't expect it. It wouldn't be the thing you'd go throw your hard-earned money on at a sports book yeah, right now, but I, it wouldn't be crazy. I was actually going to say it would be the thing I'd throw my hard-earned money at if I was looking for value, Brent. Mm -hmm. Like, we we talk about value. But I actually, I had to, the, this week was driving me too nuts. It was not good value, but I just had to throw, like, like 40 bucks on the Blue Jays to land Otani. I had to you do did? it. Yeah, I did. I'm like, I got to be in on this. Yeah. At what price did you get that? I think it was like plus 200, something like that. So, okay. Yeah. So it's come um, down since like then. A, it's a better yeah, price. Yeah, not I'm as good as like a week ago when it was I, plus yeah. a thousand. Yeah, of course not. Okay. That's interesting. So now it's your fault if they don't get Shoei Otani. <laughs> Please. Uh, gladly. Because you were like me. optimistic. for you, you, you made an optimistic bet. You didn't no. hedge. I like, where's the happiness hedge here? Well, I mean, honestly, there's just been so much talk about it. I'm like, okay, let's just have it. Let's have it happen. Let's see if I could spurn this thing along mm, a little more. Okay. Um, back to the Juan Soto. We only do better. We'll go sign with the Dodgers minus the 300 mm, yeah. or whatever it was. I, again, happiness hedge. Um, but yeah, I think if if you're looking for value, it's somebody outside of the top two because it still could be because you know we're all making these grand proclamations that it's like down to two teams when. Nobody has any information other than he has met with the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Blue Jays, we think. 
and only one team has confirmed those meetings. Shout, and out, it's, shout out Dave. Yeah, Dave Roberts, who might have screwed it all up. Or yep. maybe maybe knew he had the cat yeah. in the bag. Or maybe this was a test from Otani. He's like, you, you, this is my instruction. And then he, he you know what? Like, I want you to look to, like an idiot. Yeah, here's... Wow. Respect to you, Dave Roberts. You passed the test. You didn't, you know, didn't acquiesce to every single one of my demands. You're your own man. Oh, that's, that's, the, that's the type that's of organization the I want. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe. But back to the Juan Soto of it all. <laughs> because I very much believe that the Blue Jays went down the line with the Padres in discussing what their own yep. Juan Soto trade might have looked like. But obviously can't make any grand proclamations until this thing is done. Kudos to the Yankees for understanding that time is of the essence for them. And, boy, they gave up not insignificant pieces. Like, nope. Michael King, anybody that watched the end of the yep. regular season and those games the Blue Jays played against the Yankees and how good Michael King looked in the final 10 starts mm -hmm. of the regular, as they converted him into a starter, there's a guy that could be one of the best starters in baseball mm -hmm. next year. If if the small sample of him as a starter at the end of the year is, is any indication, they gave up more pieces than that, and they had to take on Trent Grisham, who sucks. God. Um, I feel awful for for my man, uh, John Sterling, because he doesn't get to say, Higashioka, the yeah. home run stroker. Yeah, he doesn't I, get, which is like, that is really a tough loss. Like, I, like they gained Juan Soto, but mm -hmm. they lost that. Also, who can win the trade? Hard also, to say. Uh, Blue Jays killer... Uh, Kyle Higashioka, yes. who is like not good, but you wouldn't know it by watching every time he plays the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, if only he had Ryan Mountcastle's PR. Yeah. So he's gone. Michael King is gone. That's good. But Juan Soto comes in. He is on a, a one-year deal. But like clearly the Blue Jays were interested, right? Yeah. Like they they had had discussions with the Padres about Juan Soto. And I suppose if the package was potentially good enough the Padres could have held back mm -hmm. on consummating this thing with the Yankees until the Otani of it all was completed. But this is the cost of doing business here, mm -hmm. right? Like the Blue Jays could not throw their bodies in front of this because they're so invested on sh in Shohei Otani. So it's, I mean, it's a, it's more fuel on the fire. If you, if you're going to those Jays games in April against the Dodgers and yep. he's a Dodger and you're looking at Tony Kemp, mm. At second base. Yep. And you're thinking, what could have been? And it's not just Otani, it's Juan Soto, and it's not Juan Soto because of Otani. Like there's a real like trickle-down theory here that yeah, Blue Jays could have had Juan Soto, but they were so wrapped up in Shohei Otani, they they weren't even at the table. And the the Padres were afraid of losing this what ends up being a pretty incredible deal for them for one year of a very expensive uh, Juan Soto. Yeah, I mean, it's a big, big poker game, right? You've got the Padres sitting there going, okay, if this breaks perfectly our way and the Blue Jays lose out on Otani and then all of a sudden we've got the Jays extremely motivated, yeah, maybe we can up our price that we end up getting for Soto here. But if they wait to make that trade and all of a sudden the Jays do land Otani, the Yankees go, okay, it's fine. We'll go call Jeff Passner, whoever our sources are, and say, what else is on the table here? Because maybe we don't need to offer Michael King in, in this deal anymore to do it. So, yeah, it's the ultimate kind of poker game there, and it is the fallout from Otani. Like, it's the cost of doing business there, but this is what it takes when you want one of these guys. Like, it is a belief that it's going to gum up everything, and this is part and parcel of what it will be to have Otani. Like, again, I don't want to sit here and just talk about the negatives if you land the guy, but it's nothing we haven't talked about. Like, it's going to gum up the works in terms of the DH. Like, 
No, Vlad there's no Jr., complaining. George Springer. No, there's no, no complaining. No, no. There's no complaining, but this is when you when you when you go all in on something so big, it is going to affect the way you do yeah. everything else. And I mean, yeah, it's affecting your business in the regular or in the off season right now, but it's going to affect the way you go about your regular season. And guess what? That's fine. Like you've already made these calculations, but I think that this is the perfect reminder of, yes, it's great to get the player. It's amazing to be shopping in this market, but there is always a flip side of the coin. There always I, is. God, if people were paying attention to how this w- was was breaking down at the the end of the day yesterday, the Juan Soto trade. Mm-hmm. There was a moment where, like, Andy Martino of SNY was tweeting out, like, hey, I mean, it's not off yet, but, like, this thing is not as close to being done as people think, right? Like, yep. there's nobody's been uh, told about their inclusion in this trade. There was a part of me that really did think, like, all right, the Padres have really, they're, 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 the whole reason they're making it feel like the Yankees are close is to spur action from other teams yep. to, to to maybe have the Blue Jays freak out, understand that they're not that close to getting Shohei Otani, and then jump into the mix and throw everything at this Juan Soto thing. Mm-hmm. Turns out, no, that's not the case. No, that's not it. And it's a, it's like honestly, again, like it's it's it's. Uh, Juan Soto, who's 25 years old yep. and amazing and left-handed and going to hit 700 home runs yep. at Yankee Stadium, like not in his career, like next season no. he's going to hit 700 home runs. Um, but he's only under contract for one more year. He's worth 30 million bucks. The Yankees gave up what could be a top of the the end rotation guy. But and the Blue Jays can go into free agency and, and battle with the Yankees for Juan Soto at the conclusion of next How season. How do you think that's going to go after he's had a year of... Now, look, it's like... We always assume these things will go well. Like, it's possible he struggles and he's just getting screamed at by the, you know, the New York press every day. Like, it is not a guarantee that he loves his experience there. But, I mean, the Yankees don't do this not to. I, and it feels I, I know like he's going to walk. Like, he's going to walk free agency. Like, he's a Boris yeah. guy. We understand this. Like, even if the Yankees are offering him. I mean, this is. What was the number he turned down from the Nationals and then the Padres? $20 million right? okay, so over 12 years. That's the floor that we, he, again, is not the floor because he's already turned it down. So yeah. you need to go better than that. Yeah. So it feels like he's going to get to market. But short of it being a disastrous year, like. You know, just being pragmatist here. Like, can you honestly see a world where the Blue Jays, not from a budget standpoint, but just from a selling a guy on it standpoint, are like, hey, do you want to come up here after a year of being it has to go the very sour. bomber? It would have to go awfully. Now, the other thing I wanted to throw at you, and this mm. is where you're kind of leading me off the off this top. Well, once I once you once you stole things back after I tried to drag us to Leafland, but we're gonna go to Leafland. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. The, but you are, you know, like you you posit yourself as like you know your baseball fan, but you're also. A realist, uh-huh. you know, try to, I live in reality. Yeah. Yes. Can you like, when you, you like anyone will be gut punched if they now miss out on Otani By and the they way, missed out on so have you ever been punched in the gut? Uh, no, I've been like speared in the gut with a hockey stick. I've definitely been like, I've been like had a football hit me in I've the gut. I've lost my breath before. Yeah, I've been like, winded oh a kajillion times. Yeah. But you never like got Bill Goldberg speared. Like, yeah, it happened to me. I got winded before. <laughs> But the thing I the question I mean to ask you here is that try to be realistic. Like, is there a even glass half full outlook for at least the start of next season with them missing out on both these guys? Like try to be like try to be a realist here or try to find me a rosy picture. Can can even you do it? Because no. you're not somebody narrative like, wise? Just in narrative wise, performance wise, from a team well, building perspective, can you give me anything? Can you see anything that's not I mean, I don't want to call it an abject disaster because again, like I don't think anyone can fault them for not landing Otani 
and I don't think you can fault them for waiting for Otani to sign and not doing your Soto deal. Like I understand that, that, so I don't mean it as a disaster in terms of a failure on one person's fault, but can you paint it as anything other than that? No, it's no, like, <laughs> um, but, but here's, I mean, the, the biggest, so the, there will be other moves, right? Yeah. Like, and, and yeah, again, Christian Yelich is a good player. He's bounced back after a number of poor seasons after that MVP type season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was like dead and gone after that. And yeah, and then last year he had an OPS over 800 again. He plays good defense. He's left-handed and he plays a position in need. So that, that I mean, maybe mm-hmm. that's a trade that makes. Hey, maybe it's like a Corbin Burns and and mm. Christian Yelich trade, and you're like, holy cow, that's something. It's yeah. not Juan Soto and right. it's not Shohei Otani. Plus, it's also sports. Like I, I, I would the narrative. There's not going to be anything that placates mm. Blue Jays fans after missing out on both of these guys. Like yeah. it will. No question, be an abject disaster until they start playing the games. And of course, like yeah, winning is the is the ultimate deodorant. So the the other thing I wanted to throw at you regarding that is that is there anyone who f- like obviously you know Atkins Shapiro like they will feel this if they don't get the player in in Otani. But does anyone have kind of more to lose from them not getting Otani than Vlad? Because, you know, it feels like the knives, like, they got out from a bit. The mm-hmm. worm started to turn at the tail end of the season. Yeah. And I really did. And again, like, it can still happen. I don't know why I've all of a sudden. Yesterday, I felt like it was for sure happening. And this morning, I'm talking about it like there's no chance he signs here. So, again, yeah. like, I've just forgive my tenses on this. But, you know, like, there was a feeling in, for me of, like, Otani coming here and it almost being a reset and it kind of taking the heat off of those guys. And it's not to say that you go back to the kid gloves with with Bo and Vlad by any means. I don't think we're ever going back to there, nor should we. But all of a sudden, it, does it not feel like if he gets off to a rough start, he is going to wear not just the angst of a rough Vladdy start, but the angst of mm-hmm. we didn't get Shohei, we didn't get Otani, and somehow it's all your fault and you're not performing now. Yeah, I I think what this guy, I mean, not the only thing he needs, but I I think it would be very helpful to him Mm -hmm. if he had somebody other than him in the middle of the order that is the focal point, centerpiece of this offense, that he can be like, yeah, I'm good too. Again, I'm a part of this, and when you envision this team being good, Mm -hmm. you envision me participating in that goodness. But I'm not the number one guy you look at. Like a Juan Soto. For yeah, example. Juan Soto or, can or do like that. A Shohei Otani. Like Juan right. Soto has proved at 25 years old, he can be traded for all your prospects, uh, go to a ballpark that's difficult to hit home runs and hit 35 of them. Yeah. By, by the way, yeah, so he hit 35 home runs in the National League West in one of the hardest home runs to, uh, one of the hardest ballparks to hit mm-hmm. home runs in last season in San Diego. Here is career numbers in seven games at Yankee Stadium. It's only I seven. I think this is going to be terrifying. He's, he's only playing seven games. And there's actually advanced stats that say that, like, oh, he would have hit fewer home runs at Yankee Stadium last season. I, I don't buy that for a second. Uh, he's only played seven games at Yankee Stadium in his career. Uh, 28 plate appearances. He's hit four home runs. He has an on-base percentage of 393 with a slugging percentage of, uh, percentage of 826 for an OPS <laughs> of a robust 1,219. Oh, is that good? Uh, it's quite good. It's... it's uh, <laughs> Uh, he also threw in five walks uh, to only four nice. strikeouts. And he looks so cool. Yeah. He really, uh, like, I didn't, if you would have told me in my life there'd be a baseball player that could make a walk looking cool, I'd, oh, I buddy. would disagree. But Are yeah. there are there going to be maybe some some pinstripe fans who are going to not be 
excited to see his little dance that oh, he does yeah. when he takes a, a oh, borderline pitch it. for a ball. I actually now now that now that I talk about this, as my child will be starting T-ball in the spring, I'm actually thrilled Monsoto didn't become a Blue Jay because I could not handle watching uh, seven and eight-year-olds for the next handful of summers doing the little ooh step <laughs> as, as every single pitch is a ball because they're kids and they can't throw a strike to save their life. So I actually now now I'm thrilled yeah. that, it, that it didn't happen. So not great. Um, not great for the person, John Klingberg. Pretty good for the Toronto Maple Leafs cap sheet. You know what? Why don't we take a break and come back? Sure. Sounds lovely to me. Uh, we'll regroup, all right? We'll put our Shohei thoughts behind us until 7 o'clock when we will revisit them. Good morning. <laughs> Leafs talk next as uh, the Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590, the fan, Ben and his Frank Gunning. I distracted you with Leafs when you were trying to talk Jays, and you distracted me in the break with golf mm-hmm. when I was trying to talk Leafs, because well, now I just want to talk about how to shepherd my child through his first nine holes of golf next summer. Yeah, you should definitely do that. Uh, there is a little nine-hole course near Burlington. It's in yep. Waterdown, I guess. Uh, no, it's not. no, it's not. No, what? it's not. It's in Burlington? No, it's not. It's in the home of one Mackenzie Hughes, Dundas, That's Ontario. Dundas? Technically, yes. Oh. It's hot, hot northern Hamilton talk coming at you right now. It's pretty amazing that, I mean, speaking of golf, that we have not talked about the golf ball rollback. It's because you can't talk about it for three seconds. That's the problem. You can't be like, hey, do you like it or not? I like it. I don't. And then go, all right, shake hands. Time to move on. It's like there's, it is, it is nothing but minutia. Uh-huh. And if you have not been paying attention, at least, at least like checking in periodically over a handful of years, yeah. you would go, what are these golf dorks yelling about? Yeah. We we can't talk about it now because we haven't no, no, talked exactly. about the Leafs and exactly. John Klingberg. No, no, I'm not suggesting we do, but it's like that's the problem with it is it can't be like, yeah, hey, let's talk about it for two minutes here. No, it's no. true. Needs All right, just time. for people who are have no idea what we're talking about, they're changing the golf ball. They're making it go less far, yep. but it's not happening for a number of years. But, Anyways. But- PSA, hold all, hoard all golf balls you buy between now I mean, and like 2025. Honestly, that's part of the discussion. Yes, for it me, is, for is sure. How funny all that's right. going to be. All right, John Klingberg, the Leafs. Uh, Leafs played the Senators tonight, by the way, in Ottawa. First time it's been, I'm the woman in Titanic. It's been 84 years. <laughs> yes. There's been a lot of uh, fits and starts for this Leafs team, <sighs> schedule-wise. 100 games next week, though, so we're happy. Through the, the first 20 uh, so uh, some odd games this season. All right, so the news that we expected maybe earlier in the week, by mm-hmm. the end of last week, finally came down yesterday. John Klingberg going to go under the knife at the end of this month, and he's going to be done for the mm-hmm. season. He's going to have hip surgery, so fare thee well. It will go down as one of the most bizarre signings in Maple Leafs history, but ultimately a forgettable one because it's not going to come up the works. What I, I was thinking about, Brent, mm. as far as the timing with this thing, is and I, it, we all had a pretty good indication that this was coming, but you need to know for sure if you're mm-hmm. going to bring in a bunch of cash, yep. how would this have changed uh, the Zadorov conversations for this team if they if this, hey, like yep. three weeks ago, you knew John Klingberg was done. And the 4.1 million bucks, 
not on the books anymore. I definitely was someone who drew a bit of a straight line to, oh, well, they don't have the LTIR cleaned up yet. Uh, I think they're worried about what the implications that might be from a investigation standpoint and the fact that he hasn't been clear or, or confirmed to be out for the year and they're already adding salary that is for sure going to be there for the year. I did draw a bit of a direct line there. Now I think it is less, and there was reporting around this at, at the time from Friedman and the likes. Now I'm thinking that it has more or less to do with the fact that Klingberg wasn't on LTIR and that they don't want one defenseman, they want two. Yeah. I think it's pretty straightforward. Again, we know they tried to get both Tanev and Zadorov out of Calgary. The belief is that they're still kicking tires on, on Tanev, but the Flames maybe are waiting to see how the market kind of plays out there. Or this part's uh, not being said by anybody who knows things, but I'll certainly infer it that they just don't want to trade Tanev here because for two reasons one it's going to look like a great deal when he inevitably signs his Mark Giordano you know whatever you know maybe it's not 800k but whatever it is to be a Leaf next year that's the whole reason why they want to trade for all these guys in the last year of their deal so that that's the thing I think you have to look at from this now really nice for them to have certainty they don't have this you know, hanging over their head for lack of a better term. But I also don't think that this is an opening of the floodgates and you see a new D in town this weekend or anything like that. No, I don't think it's going to happen because everybody's in it, right? Like there's, there's like, even the sharks win games now, right? Like there's, how dare they, the the sharks win games. The coyotes are in a playoff spot. The Oilers have won five straight. Like the Mm -hmm. Oilers are right there. Oh yeah. Everybody's the same. This is what I've been trying to tell you about the NHL this year. I was going to save this for later, but it does feel like now is yeah, the, the spot to, 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 to put this in. And Justin Bourne wrote mm-hmm. about it yesterday as well. It's just, I mean, look at the standings page because, hey, the Bruins were off to a great start and they've come down a little bit. And the Rangers were off to a decent start and they've come down a mm-hmm. bit. And I know the Kings have just put the hurting on the avalanche. And yep. just from an aesthetic standpoint, the Kings look like a legit contender. But look at the standings. Mm-hmm. Everybody's the same. And this is... The result, I think pretty clearly, yep. of five consecutive years of no salary cap yep. upward movement. And we're going to get as much movement next season with the cap going up 5% and mm-hmm. over $4 million bucks than we've gotten in the previous five years. And then probably in 2025, we're going to get another 5%. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, as far as the, the Leafs' one year of pain with the John Tavares $11 million yep. bucks next season... Not to think like two and three and four years down the line with, with a Toronto Maple Leafs mm-hmm. team that's like, sure. you know, you know, we've been, it, it's been now for this team mm-hmm. for forever, forever, it feels like. But it does feel like, and not vociferously oh, on, on wood, I think that's the second time I said vociferously today. She probably okay. shouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, mix it up. Open a book. <laughs> uh, a thesaurus specifically. Vigorously, not vigorously there you go. On, on, on wood. I don't even know if like vociferous. I don't know if you can knock vociferous. I'm about to Google what it means. It's like loud. I think. Anyways, um, that the next half decade could belong to the Toronto Maple Leafs. That we might actually have uh, a return to form for a, a pro sports league where like there is a little bit of a separation between the haves and the have-nots. Do you know like the Arizona Coyotes have a cap hit of? $80 million mm-hmm. this season. They're yeah. only $4 million below the salary cap. And yeah. the Leafs have a cap hit over $90 million when you consider the guys on, L- yeah, <laughs> on LTIR. But, like, yeah, the amount of, of usable cap space is only $4 million more than the Arizona Coyotes. I was thinking about a couple of years from now, 
Yeah, the separation between those two teams, which should exist, like one of the least valuable mm-hmm. pro sports franchises yep. in North America in the Arizona Coyotes, should not be within $4 million of the Toronto Maple Leafs in their spending power. No, the flat cap has killed. I, I don't. I sometimes think killed interest in the league is too strong because I don't think there would have been, you know, uh, 10 million new hockey fans if we'd had two or three more sexy trades in the season. But it has killed our ability to just talk about it. This is the double-edged sword of parody. We talk about this all the time in sports. Oh, we want parody. We want parody. We hated the NBA when it was it was set in stone that it was going to be Curry and LeBron in the finals for five straight years. Oh, by the way, maybe take me back to that. Boy, do I miss that NBA right, right about uh, now. But when it's happening, we want more parody. You're seeing what parody looks like in the NHL. And maybe and this is the beauty, different sports, you know, value different things. Maybe in the NHL, that's the story we do want to tell ourselves more, that it is a bunch of even teams and it's all about who wants it the most and who's going to grit. But it's not about that. It's about who's going to get a whistle and who's going to get some saves. That is what this league is going to come down to. It's what it came down to when there was big separation right. among all the teams. Now oh, there yeah. is none. You're taking the most random sport yes. and making it even more random. Exactly. So I, you know, we've all had the comment before of, oh, what would the, be the thing you'd want to see in the NHL? Like, would it be bird rights? Would it be a designated player rule? Which, by the way, I would never want to see. I think that's a terrible idea for, you know, I know MLS has done it, but that's an awful idea. If you want to, if you want to build teams that have star power together, the idea of having one guy that you could pay more than any, all that does is make sure two of those guys never going to play together on on the same team. So, yeah, I would love the idea of bird rights. We never would have had the conversation we had about Nylander. Look at all the bodies the Leafs have to jettison, who, by the way, maybe it was a good thing they did in Gasparri Capitan and Andreas Janssen. Like, we talked about those guys, like the golden generation that yeah. they couldn't keep not together. Not going to the Hall of Fame, those no, two guys. Was, one of, the, one of them's good. not in the NHL anymore. I think both of them, actually. Janssen yeah. was poking around for for a bit there. And, but, uh, and also, just, again, like, luck playing such a part in all of this. Like, you know, say what you will about Kyle Dubas. And again, plenty's been said either way, but he was able to turn Casperi Kapanen mm-hmm. into the 15th overall pick. And then that guy died. Like that's like that happened. Okay. Like there's so much to this. You talk about the cap going up now. It's like, boy, isn't that great for the devils that they got everybody signed to all of their windows in this cap. And then the cap's going to go up and they're only going to have more room to play with no team in the history of this sport has been hurt more by the flat cap than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And is it great that they're getting the boost, right? Does Nylander need some money? For sure. Like that mm-hmm. is going to help them, but not as much as it would have helped them with these incremental increases throughout the entirety of the stars window here. But Brent 25, 26 is going to be sick. Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> you know what? It will be 25. 26, like well, I say that, that in jest, but like truly like no John Tavares, 11 million bucks on the books. No. Nope. John Tavares at like a million. Uh, Connor McDavid, by the way, uh, July 1st of 2026 will be a free agent. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, yeah, that will certainly I mean, be a talking no, point. I mean, no, he won't because his agent is the president in Edmonton, so he ain't getting the market anymore. <sighs> that pipe dream is gone. Yeah. I mean, okay, last thing on on this is that Parody is is something that every commissioner in every sports league talks about wanting. Mm-hmm. And there's fans of uh, of teams that are in smaller markets who don't spend, who don't compete, that also want it. No, the Pirates fans love it. <laughs> it's a thing that when you get, you realize that you can't have. No. It, it just can't. Like, not to this degree. It's, it's, it's no good. No. It's, it's just no good. No, you need great teams. 
You need the ability to keep your stars. You need measuring stick opponents. Mm -hmm. You need also rands. Like you need, you need you need separation between the top and the bottom of your sport. If everybody's the same, everybody's very boring. Yeah, no, it's awful. I mean, man, you mentioned that Coyotes, and it is. Like, you can kind of go about it two ways in the NHL. You can go Leafsy and pay all your stars, and do they pay them too much, yada, yada, sure. Like, but you can also go Coyotes and just have a middle class where Alex Kerfoot makes $3.5 million. Uh, did we like that here at all? No, we did not. It's like, yeah, Lawson Krause at 4-3. Yeah. You know, you're Jason Zucker at 5-3 on a one-year deal. Like, that is what your team, like the Coyotes, who's spending to not the floor, but, you know, not the ceiling either at, at $80 bucks. Like, it is, I hate parody in this league and the problem the thing that drives me the most nuts about it is that it had to take hold at the time when the Leafs were supposed to become one of those teams and like I'm not taking mm. the blame totally away from the Leafs there like hey uh, Tampa found a way to be a dynasty Colorado found a way to be good every year even when they miss their cap like we talk a lot about the Leafs and all the things that have gone wrong for them and John Tavares missed that playoff series like that was awful mm. But in the grand scheme of things, with their stars, yeah. Gabriel Landeskog yeah. is in a, a full body cast. Yes, exactly. Like exactly. You know, we made all our Kucherov jokes, me included. Tampa has had a ton of injuries throughout that run. Stammer played one game in the final, the first year they they won their cup. So mm. you know, I can sit here and make all the excuses for the Leafs at the same time. But other teams have found a way. Uh, to be elite, but it's proven harder and harder as the caps get stayed like it. I guess it can't stay flatter and flatter, but has stayed flat. <laughs> right. Once you're flat, like, yeah. That's that. Yeah. You're, <laughs> once you're flat, that's that. Oh, uh, that's no, good. It's not like you can go concave. No, that's because no, that's not be flat. Bad. No, that's, that's you're right. <laughs> that's that's not that's, flat. Well, that's actually the Coyotes cap in most years where it's like from a distance, you're like, oh, that's flat. And it's like, oh, what's this depressed area? It's yeah. like, that's Marion Hosa who insurance <laughs> pays his salary. And that's what it's been like. And uh, uh, vociferously, just for anyone out there, you had it, of course, but in a loud and forceful manner. Yeah, buddy. I feel like I do this show in that way. Vociferously. Every day. Yeah. Um, there's nothing vociferous about the way the Toronto Raptors are playing basketball this season. Mm-mm. They are now three games under 500 for the first time this year as they dropped a 112-103 decision to the Miami Heat with Kyle Lowry in uniform. First time he's won mm. as uh, an active player for the Miami Heat in Toronto as the Heat uh, improved to 12-9. They needed that victory. He was not like super active as far as the scoring. He had three points. No. He hit a three, but yeah, plus charge. seven. Uh Yeah. Had uh, a, a 28 minutes where he was he was effective, but just not scoring. He's averaging fewer than 10 points a game this season. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about him and maybe his pregame comments in just a second. For me, I, I, I'm starting to, well, first of all, my apathy rises with each and every Raptors game. Okay. Like, like just from my... Just am I ginned up to watch the Toronto Raptors play basketball? Much like the conversation we had four seconds ago about flat. Can apathy get great? Like, can you, you could care less. That's not apathy though. At a certain point, you cross the apathy line into actively disliking, right? Mm. Yeah, I don't actively dislike yet, I guess, because there's always the possibility that, like, Scotty Barnes is going to hit a couple See? of threes and be a guy. Yeah. But, like, here's what he's also not doing. He's not doing, like, Paolo Boncaro, like, 49 mm-hmm. points, right? Mm-hmm. I, You know, I thought about, 40 points. I, I thought about this earlier, and I know part of it is just, like, you know, Windows, favoritism, uh, position stuff. But why wasn't he on that USA team at the 
at the FIBA World Cup. Felt like every other young guy in the world was there, like having a moment. And I don't like I actually well, didn't. I didn't I, think about it all at the time because I was solely concerned about our national hero and icon. Yeah, not Shea Gilchrist Alexander, but Dylan Brooks, Dylan right. the villain, our man. I was so locked in on him during that. But now all the the conversation we had coming out of it, especially when the Raps played the Magic in the in season tournament a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking that of. Gee, but that, that couldn't help Scotty Barnes a little? Like, all we ever hear is these experiences and those guys, like, unlocking something from that? I don't know. It was a little concerning to me that he wasn't there. Yeah, and he's a great player, and he's part sure. of the future in, in Toronto. But, yeah, it's like when you watch him play, it, you, you, you want him to take steps offensively, but I don't think anybody should have any illusions that, like, one day he's going to be a guy that's even capable of with – uh, one of these offensive explosion mm-hmm. games like Moncaro had mm-hmm. yesterday, 42 points, or the guy that was taken directly after Malachi Flynn, uh, Desmond Bain, had 49 <laughs> points yesterday. Uh, that's besides the point. Dude, you don't pay attention okay. to Desmond Bain being that. a guy that's like making $40 million for the next five years and scored 49 points in a basketball game yesterday. I, and you could have had him if you did, you know, selected him instead of Malachi Flynn. Forget about that. I know our listeners. I actually don't think that's going to be overly difficult for them. I think they're going to go on with their life and be like, all right, just think about Shohei and John Klingberg. Got it. Right. So so the Raptors are a tough watch right now, and, and the, the major storyline surrounding them will be what they do with the deadline. But that's February, right? Like, that's a lot. <laughs> Stop Boy. promising things that are definitely not going to happen. We for years, are, again, it's like what what has happened? Like it's been a hundred years. We've just been doing the like ah the deadline. They'll do it. Okay, maybe. Mm-mm. So you claim? I would like to start the discussion okay. about Darko Royakovich and what exactly it is that you do here. Uh, Clapping. So so this team is like I don't know made some strides offensively. That they, they still shoot the three. Uh, rather poorly. They're taking steps backwards defensively. They don't look locked in at times. Um, They're three games under 500. He has a center. Mm -hmm. Nick Nurse, for the majority of last season, Mm -hmm. didn't have one. Yep. Had no center. His offense was worse, but he managed to get that team to 41 wins. Mm -hmm. I mean, and maybe Darko is, is capable of doing that with this team, but at this point, they look worse and no, there's no Fred Van Vliet that you can't just gloss yep. over that, right? Like, is, is a player that's mm-hmm. turned the Rockets into a, 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 mm-hmm. like a, a very weird team because yeah, they only went at home. I want to talk about coaching and feel like that's all Udoka. That, that's a, a weird team that has, the, well, I think they're like 9-1 and one at home and 0-8 oh on the road. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but whatever, they're capable instead of being one of the worst teams in the NBA. But Darko Royakovich, what is it? Exactly that you say you do here because I know part mm-hmm. of the discussion I had with Michael Grange and yeah. understanding his hiring is like oh he's a two track guy right mm-hmm. like if you if you're good enough to win right now he can do that for you maybe this is all like maybes because right. this is his first NBA <laughs> right. head coaching job anything but if you're like also pivoting to a younger version of yourself and leaning into the development uh, aspect of 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 Scotty Barnes and and yep. getting younger at the deadline he can do that too. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I see either thing happening right now. It's early. It's yep. early. Everybody's got to adjust. I got to figure out who this guy yep. is and and what he's mm-hmm. about. And 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 hopefully he gets off his wallet and, and pays for that team meal right. when they win three in a row. Right. What a weird story. Yeah, but I, I'm starting to become a little more dubious of Ryakovich the further this goes along. Don't take what I'm about to say is, no, you're wrong. This guy's a great coach, okay? Don't mm. don't hear that with mm. what I'm about to say. 
But go back and listen to everything he said and the Raptors said when they hired him. This wasn't he's going to, you know, bleed every drop of blood out of the stone. He's not going to find a way to scratch. That wasn't what was being said. There was talk about him knowing how to win and playing in successful environments, sure. But what were the two things that got talked about the most? It was development and player relationships. And to me, I think that says everything about where this team actually thinks they are. Now, where's the why, development? Well, this is well, I don't think I don't think you can look at 20 games and say it's development. I mean, I think to your Malachi Flynn point, far from a perfect player, far 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 from it, mm-hmm. and maybe it's strictly just having more leash, but You've got more out of him than you ever got a Nick Nurse and or than you did when Nick Nurse was here. No, he no. hit his three, played okay. six minutes. Okay. Don't if you believe in development. Had 49. If you believe in okay, <laughs> Darko didn't draft Malachi Flynn. He's just know, here just, coaching him up. It's like, hey, Malachi Flynn can play in a basketball yeah. game. Desmond well, Bain had 49 points. Nick Nurse would disagree. So yeah. I think Darko would say, ah, that's pretty good development. We went from cannot play to can. That's like the switch flipping on to, or off yeah. to on. It's not yeah, nothing. That's binary. Okay. The, now, I think if you believe in your hiring a coach for development reasons, I don't think you look at the first, whatever, 20 games of his run and say, oh, our guy's taking immediate strides. I think you believe in that being a long-term thing. And let's also be honest. It's about... You know, it's about a lot of guys' development, but it's really just about one, right? Like, there's one guy who's here, and, you know, maybe Grady Dick falls in this as well if he's actually with the team and not with 905, but it's Scotty Barnes. And I think it is fair to say that he has had, now they've been less and less as the season's gone on, but early on in the year, he had a ton of moments. Now, again, I think that the reason I say all this is just to say that I don't think they hired Darko because they thought he was going to get this team the absolute best record possible. I think that it was relationships, development, and this was a thing when we talked to Bobby, we kept bringing it up, kept asking the vibes. And I think that it's impossible to be the, I'm going to get this team to, if they should win 38 games, I'm going to find a way to win 41. It's kind of impossible to be that guy. If you're also the like, Hey, we're having fun. Uh, to borrow a Charlie Montoyoism, let me bang on the bongos. You can't be both those guys. You cannot be the fun guy who's about long-term development and I'm going to scratch and claw to get every possible win and probably two or three that we don't deserve out of this team. Well, I, I mean, don't think it's possible. But yeah, but that's what Masai Jerry and Bobby Webster told us would happen, right? Like the, the vibes are the difference between oh, 38 and Oh, you mean the plan that they've wins. been selling us on is wrong? Yes, agreed, Ben. Yeah. That's the problem. Like it all goes to... All starts at the top. Like, we can sit here and have our conversation about Darko and what's happening. There is no direction for this team because there's no direction for this team. Like, we all know the North Star is Scotty Barnes. You're going to follow him. But to your point, like, that's a really nice player. That's a really nice piece. No one wouldn't want to have it. But no one's sitting there going, ah, in five years, that's a championship. And you know what? Again, to the apathy of, of watching the Raptors right now is that, Hey, can Scotty Barnes go off and have a great game? And you're like, man, that was awesome. Yeah, for sure. Can Pascal Siakam do the same thing? Of course. But yeah, are they going to have this transcendent game where, like, first of all, the NBA is in a a spot offensively where, Mm -hmm. yeah, more and more guys are scoring Mm -hmm. 40 points in a basketball game, right? Even Desmond Baines. (laughs) Desmond Baines, good though. He's again going to make 40 million bucks. But um, yeah, like, that's that's not going to. There's no, like, individual performance that you think is possible with either of these guys. So it's it's just, it's it's very difficult. And again, like, if if we're talking about the developmental aspect and, and that being one of the, the tools in Darko Ryakovich's tool belt, and no doubt it's part of it, 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 it wasn't supposed to be 
this season, at least the first half of this season, where he actually does have Pascal Siakam, where he won't at the end of the season and maybe into next season. Stop promising me that. <laughs> I, I, it's just, like, impossible to imagine the Raptors don't finally know, choose but... a decision here. But, like, yeah, again, like, Bobby Webster, Masai Ujiri are watching this thing, and this is not how they thought it was going to play out. I can guarantee you. No. Not at all. They would have made different moves in the summer. Or if they thought that this was the way they were going to go about it, they would have hired a different coach. And again, like, I don't think he's, Mm. I I don't look at coach Darko and go, that's the solution. But I hardly look at him and say, that's the problem. It is a uh, chicken salad at a chicken. You know what situation there? Mm, Yeah. I just I, yeah I like other coaches could do better for I sure. I like a harder edge with my head coach, and like Darko's not taking it lying down again. And he was brought in for the vibes. He's a fun guy. Hey, and Fred Van Vliet did an interview mm-hmm. talking about this past season with the Raptors and it being the only season in his entire career where he didn't have a bunch of fun. Yeah. And that was probably partly yeah. because Nick Nurse was a bit of a hard ass mm-hmm. during a very trying season. So that's part of the decision making yeah. to going to Darko Ryakovich. I just yeah. When when you're not the hard ass and like you see the mistakes made and you see the lack of attention to detail that that's that melange when I see it in mm. my pro sports team it irks me right yeah, I, I, agree. I I don't like that I like when the coaches yell at the players well, when they do stuff like that and you know it's not like he's this version of himself but it's also tough when it's like the the player who maybe most embodied all of that is sitting right there on the other side in Kyle Lowry, right? Like that's Mr. Find a way. That's Mr. Intensity. It's like his whole thing was getting smacked in the mouth by dudes a foot taller than him because he takes charges in the NBA. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Kyle Lowry, by the way, was probably very offended that I mentioned this being his possibly his last season in the NBA is like, excuse me. Yeah. I, yeah, he was disgusted by you specifically. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's averaging fewer than 10 points a game, he's going to be 38 years old by the end of this season. Yeah, but you know uh, what they you know what they don't put on the score sheet? What? Heart. Yeah, he's got 100% heart. And, yeah, and, I don't know, 100 a few years ago, maybe like 96. All right. Yeah. A guy that this edition of the Raptors uh, could certainly use. All right, when we come back, how do we feel about the Shohei Otani situation at this point now that we have a little bit of situation <laughs> or we have a little bit of separation between uh, – the winter meetings, and uh, and some tangible rumors uh, that we had earlier on in the week. Uh, that and more next. As the Fan Morning Show continues, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan.